Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So I saw Captain Marvel for the first time. Wow. Which was good because the cat in the movie looks like my cat, but my cat is less, um, how do you say, alien. Oh, like Men in Black. Yeah, like Men in Black. Wasn't that an orange cat? Maybe. It's been a really long time. I have been meaning to show it to the kids. But nice thing about Captain Marvel, too, is that when she like goes into full Captain Marvel mode, she's got a mohawk and she looks a lot like you right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, got like a little flaming uh, mohawk thing going on right now. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's not red, but it's it's in the same position. Not done red. No, it's kind of like a like a ghost bleached white. Yes, yes, yeah. that would be the best way to put it. A ghost bleached white. I hope that's the name of the color that they put nope. on the can for it's, it. No, it's just bleach. Oh, okay. <laughs> ghost bleached white's a better name. Yeah, going to be the name of my band someday. Ghost <laughs> bleached white. Exactly. And speaking of bands, which that's the worst transition I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> what do we do on this here podcast here? Uh, we make up band names. Yeah, we totally do. I think um, Squirrel Nut Zippers is my favorite band name that anyone has ever made up. What is your favorite band name that's ever been made? Putting you on the spot there. Oh, I got it. Oh, Hoobastank. That's a good one. Yeah. Chumbawamba coming in a close second. Or was that the name of the song? Chumbawamba is the name of the band. Oh, it's, it's Tub Thumping was the name of the song. Right, 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 right. Which uh, my husband said should have been in the Captain Marvel movie because she gets knocked down, but she gets up again. Ain't never going to keep her down. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> what do we actually talk about? On oh, this kids books. Yes, kids books. And if they are good and should be considered classics, or if they are bad... And should be consigned to hell <laughs> or something sure like that sure so i'm cheating this week usually we have a 20-year rule right yeah i think you've broken it once before i though. have broken it before when before i really like settled it in stone so this is more of a sin i'd say than the last <laughs> time i broke it and it's more of a sin but but please please bear with me it's 19 years old so surely surely we can make an exception and the reason that i'm making the exception is that I saw the author speak not that long ago. Uh, there is a huge children's bookstore in the Chicago area called uh, Anderson's. And Anderson's has a children's breakfast every year where a bunch of authors invited and then they get some really big names. And they had Peter Reynolds. So I'm going to pull out this book here. The Dot by Peter H. Reynolds. Correct. Peter Reynolds did The Dot, um, a book that teachers everywhere know. I think I'm just going to say that. All teachers know this book. Okay. And I figured, we haven't done a Peter Reynolds, and I'm sure he had a book that came out before this one that's not as well known. I don't care. I wanted to do the big one that he was known for. So go read that book. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let me give you a little background information on The Dot. 
Okay, so here's the deal. You've got this guy, Peter Reynolds. He's very talented. He seems to crank out picture books every six months or so. He's very consistent in this regard. And the thing that started it all was this book, The Dot. How much does he love The Dot? Well, his website is called The Dot Central. And his book is inspired International Dot Day. All right. Now, if I were a teacher, I could probably tell you a lot of information about why International Dot Day is as important as it really is. I cannot. All I can do is give you the facts of the matter. And the facts are that you can sign up and celebrate Dot Day. It's on or around September 15th-ish. And then you can go to this website and you can put up your news and your photos and your art and your videos that involve this Dot Day. How many people, you might ask, participate in this day? Uh, according to the site, 196 countries and 21,663,835 people. Roughly. If you go to the website, there's a lot of information on there. Apparently, um, this all began when a teacher by the name of Terry Shea introduced his classroom to the book The Dot, and he introduced it to them on September 15, 2009. Don't know why this particular teacher inspired this. The website was not forthcoming on this point, but okay. There is Dot Day Gear that you can get from Peter Reynolds' site. Uh, you can get a free educator's handbook. And uh, it does also say, and this is, this may need to be updated. I'm just going to say, but it does say, quote, see one of a kind dots created by authors Sharon Creech, Amy Krauss Rosenthal, Kristen Tubb, Julie Andrews, and her daughter Emma Walton Hamilton, as well as Carol Hart of Sesame Street and Craig Bartlett, creator of Hey Arnold and PBS Kids' Dinosaur Train. Pretty sure that was written about 10 years ago. <laughs> I could be wrong. It's a little teensy weensy, eensy beensy beensy bit out of date. But still cool, dudes. Still cool. What is that? Those are my dot. That's my dot sounds. Oh. Me making dots. Okay. Can you can you make dots? Sounds? Is this like an ASMR video? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it, now. I don't think you know how ASMR works, my dear. I don't think I just people need to click click my nails and just whisper. Yes, that's how ASMR. It's not like people going like. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Maybe people like if, that. Maybe people do. If so, boy, have y'all come to the right place. Welcome to Weird Mouth Dot Central. So you read the dot. I did. There were dots in it. Yeah, there were a couple. Couple. Yeah. One or two. Sure. The occasional dot. I mean, it's just a colored in circle, isn't it? Well, ruin dots for everyone, Kate. Why don't you? <laughs> Man, Sorry, you, did I ruin the ending? You blew my mind. Like, whoa, man. Like, what if a dot is it's just like a, a colored in circle, man? That like you're coloring it in, and so it's just like it's just a o. line that doesn't stop. It's, it's like just, a Cheerio. It's like a line that eats itself yeah. into whoa. the abyss. That is a dot. Like, have you ever really looked at your hands? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about this particular dot okay so we meet this girl named vashti which right away Whoa. i'm like that's a cool name that is a cool name you don't hear a lot of names vashti. like vashti vashti is an awesome name yeah. i now want to steal this name and put it in a book that i'm writing there you go 
Okay. Note to self, steal from the most famous picture book of the last 20 years. Excellent. Okay. I mean, it's not like he came up with the name Vashti. It was a name that existed before this book. It's not like Peter Pan where the guy made up the name Wendy, but... He made up the name Wendy? Seriously, you know where he got it? He met a little girl and she said she just wanted a friendy Wendy. And he, he made up that name. It didn't exist before that. That's where Wendy comes from. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, side note. Yeah, side note. <laughs> okay, so right away, I like the representation because Vashti isn't a common name. Uh, her art teacher that we meet isn't white. We're nice. focusing on two girls, mm-hmm. or women. Who are having a well, conversation about yeah. something other than men. Yeah. Yeah. So we're off to a good start. Very nice. Very nice. Right from the start. So uh, Vashti is upset because she can't, she thinks that she can't draw. Right. And her art teacher like looks at this blank sheet of paper. She's like, oh, it's a polar bear in a snowstorm. <laughs> nice try. Good hustle, te- art teacher. Good Vashti, hustle. Vashti's yeah. like, shut up. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> so funny. Uh, she's like, I can't draw. And her teacher, who is very smart, thank goodness for teachers, Comes up with the idea of just put a mark on it. Yeah. Just see where it takes you. So Vashti, and I really like it. We don't really see a lot of color up until this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vashti, she's like, very reticent with the color. Yeah, she takes her like, I, I don't know, pencil, pen, paintbrush, something. Maybe it's one of those like, those uh, those pencils where it's got like a bunch of different like leads of different colors. And she, I don't know, but do. it says yeah. that she uh, gave the paper a good strong jab. But I with with this red coloring in the background, I'm thinking it was definitely a stab, not Ooh. a jab. I All think right. she stabbed the paper. Well, you know what? I will write Peter Reynolds right now, and he will offer a correction. Well, very good. No, I'm I'm sure it was a jab because she probably didn't go through the paper, whereas True. a stab would a have stab, gone. But but that blood red color does get right? associated with stab rather than jab. It does look like she's created violence on the page. Yes, yes. Uh, so she she stabs, jabs, whatever you want to call it, stabby, the paper. Jabby, jabby, stabby. <laughs> and uh, and the teacher looks at this and she's like, mm-hmm, okay, now sign it, which is humna <laughs> what? You want yeah. me to sign a piece of paper that just has a Little tiny, tiny, little dot on it. Insignificant, tiny, itsy bitsy dot. It's it's cute though. No, it's a cute dot. Um. Also, the the font in this whole book is weird. I think okay, folks are gonna have to correct me on this, but I am under the distinct impression that this is the same font that he has used for his thirty some plus other picture books. It looks like handwriting. Yes, but I think it is the kind of font that you put on a computer that looks like handwriting. Mm. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. It's cool. It is cool. Especially for an art book. And I think he's used it in every single one of his books. Yeah, well, it works here. Yeah. yeah. So Vashti signs the pa- the piece the of paper page. with the dot. Yeah. And the next week, she notices that her art teacher has taken that piece of paper, framed it in a gold frame, um, and put it above her desk. Uh, the, the teacher put it above yeah. her teacher's desk, which I'm looking at this uh, piece of paper that has now been framed in a gold frame. And there's definitely like an illustration of like, there's like some watercolor. Yeah, there's some watercolor shading going on, which, you which know, was there... not there before. Well, here's the, here's my thing. If there's a glass, you know, when they put like glass over the paper mm. when you professionally framed it, and then you get that reflection off of like the ceiling or something. So maybe that's just the reflection off the glass that's on the frame already. Okay. I don't know. That's, I'm making excuses, but it could be possible. Oh, I'll buy it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, Vashi looks at this uh, framed picture of hers, if you call a piece of paper with a dot on it a picture, mm-hmm. and she's like, um, 
pretty sure I can do a better dot. That's that's a mediocre insufficient dotage. That's the crappiest dot I've ever dotted. <laughs> so she takes out her never before used set of watercolors. Now mm. She hates art. Right. She doesn't like to draw. Right. Who gave her the set of watercolors? Oh, 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 oh. I can answer that. Well-meaning relatives who don't know her very well, but know she's a child. That is who gives watercolors. I can say with quite a lot of confidence. <laughs> if you have children, they she, will receive but, watercolors But at if some she's point. in school, why didn't she just use the paint at the school? Remember, because, like, when we were in elementary school, the paint was in, like, milk cartons? Yeah. 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 She decides to bring her own never-before-used watercolors to school? Maybe. This is a fancy-dancy-dancy-dancy school in which every child was given their very own private set. Okay, so it wasn't a gift from a relative. It was... It might have been a gift from, like, the the school. school. Like, it's a school year. Like, everybody gets some pencils. Everybody gets some paper. Everyone gets some watercolor sets. Well, that, that might be the case. She opens it up and she takes a piece of paper and she makes a yellow dot. And then she gets another piece of paper and she makes a blue dot. And she takes another piece of paper and she makes a bunch of different dots. And then she takes another piece of paper and she's mixing colors. And slowly but surely she's experimenting with like color and size and uh, you know, shading. Sh- sure. Sure. She's like. Uh, maybe I can make one giant dot, and she has this giant piece of paper. Or maybe, um, and I thought this was very clever, I'm not going to paint the dot. I'm going to paint everything that would be around Ooh, the dot. Negative space dot. Yeah. Sweet. Which is clever. Yeah, it's very clever. For a kid, too. Yeah, oh, it is, yeah. I never would have thought of that. What if it isn't where the dot is? What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. Right. We're getting Deep. weird. I get We're getting weird, weird again. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I get weird again. <laughs> so, uh, so right. So now there's this art show at the school, which okay, this is what I don't understand. It says that Vashti's many dots made quite a splash. I counted. There are 28 pieces of her art in this art show. Does that mean every kid was able to do 28 See, pieces of art? Or that's did, where it all breaks down now, Or did isn't it? every kid have, like, one piece of art and she gets 28? I mean, let's, let's say that every other kid in the class was totally into art and Vashti was the only one who wasn't. Can you imagine being one of those kids and, like, the one kid who wasn't in the art gets their own private showing of 28 pieces? Yeah, is this her own art show? If this is her own art show, I don't know. Even if I was, like, the nicest kid in the class, I think I'd be a little jealous and be like, well, can I have a show of my 28 pieces tomorrow? And can... Bob over here, my best friend, have a day after that. And can we, like, make a schedule of everyone having their own pieces shown? I think it's just you're walking down the hallway. Everyone has, like, that one piece of art that they are so proud of per student. And then she gets, like, the cafeteria. Yeah, seriously, with, right? With, like, every... Well, all of her art is but everywhere. have you seen what Vashti's been up to? And I think all the kids hate her. Also, I, is she not, like, learning? Is she literally doing this, like, when everyone's doing, like, spelling? And she's just, like, more dots. More, more dots. She becomes obsessive compulsive over these dots. Yeah. She's, like, a dot addict. Well, this is a great line. So there's this little kid that comes up to her. And she's a little kid. And this kid is like, little man... Herb. 
Yeah, a little older kid. She's probably like, I'd say second grade. He's mm. kindergarten. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, you're a really good artist. I wish I could draw. And she's like, yeah, you, I bet you can. And this, I love this line. Not me. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. And I feel like that's the equivalent of like, I'm not the sh- the brightest crayon in the box or the sharpest <laughs> yeah. tool in the shed. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. I can't do the thing that's easiest to do with a tool that was designed for that one thing. Well, it's like me. I, I suck with directions even with a GPS in front of me. Oh, yeah, I will yeah. go in the opposite direction. <gasps> me too. Yeah. Yeah. It was always a problem in New York. If you watch which way I went out of the subway, <laughs> go the opposite way, baby, because that ain't right. So Vashti's like... She's thinking in her head, like, oh, I see myself in this five-year-old child. In my... I remember when I was like you. <laughs> Two years ago. Yes, Maybe yeah. last it's, year. Well, actually, considering I just started making Maybe dots, in my it grade. was last week, but yeah. still, you know. <laughs> so she uh, she hands this kid a piece of paper, and she's like, all right, well, show me. And I like the the color that's illustrated behind this that kid. That is really As he's nice. trying to draw a line, it's, it's it's like the colors of what a kid is thinking. It's like the colors of confusion, too. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, I have this idea, but it's not, it hasn't, con- not concealed, congealed, yeah. I guess is the best way of yeah, putting it. It's, yeah, it's, it's the colors representing the boy's thinking. Mm-hmm. Blues, which are mixing with reds, which mm-hmm. kind of makes some purples and some pinks, and there's some gray Bats in there. Are hard and... to draw. That's a good Well, he's drawing a line. Well, yeah. he's trying to draw a line. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, it's not very straight. Uh, it's definitely a squiggle, which mm-hmm. is cute. And then the very last page, she says, sign it. Which I'm like, oh, Aww. oh, come, oh, Paint come it on. forward, baby, paint it forward. Great way to, and he's just like taken aback, and and she knows what she's doing, and yeah, just, older kid shows like just not so even sweet. like when an older kid shows any interest in anything that you do at all in school, that is a big moment for a little kid. Yeah, yeah, because and, older kids don't care. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, it says that this was dedicated to Mr. Matson, my seventh grade math teacher, huh. who dared me to, quote, make my mark. Way to go, math teacher. Yay, math teacher. I would have expected an art teacher. but I'm always very pleased when math teachers get shout outs, so that's excellent. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. And I've seen this in my own kids. They get real creative early on, and then... Around third grade, they're like, yeah, I can't draw. I can't draw. Because that's when they start seeing their other friends are, like, better in their minds because they're doing, like, something that they see as better at art. And therefore, they're like, nope, can't draw. Impossible. Can't do it. I just don't have the neck. And so the nice thing about International Dot Day and The Dot is that it is encouraging kids to know. I mean, anyone can do a dot. A dot is not that hard. And even if you do make a splotchy dot, it's still a dot. And that's kind of a cool way of taking it. He would sort of take this and do it in other directions. There's like ish, uh, which is similar, but it does it with words. Um, So he's gone in in other directions with this sort of idea before. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Do do you know when the next international dot day is? I do. The next international dot, and I probably should have like, we probably should have like timed this so it would be on International Dot Day. It's September fifteenth. Oh, yeah, we got time. So we got plenty of time for the next International Dot Day. Yeah. Um, I should say I saw him speak recently, and he informed all of us that his next project is. Uh, well, he got a little call. There was a singer 
who was very fond of his style, a singer by the name of, uh, uh, well, used to be, his name was Cat Stevens. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cat Stevens, who is no longer known as Cat Stevens, I should say, said he wanted someone to illustrate his song Peace Train. And let me tell you, right now, it's a good time for a book called Peace Train to be coming out. That's cool. Yeah. And apparently they spoke on the phone. It was a lovely conversation. And, and then, you know, Cat Stevens, who was no longer named Cat Stevens, was like, uh, oh, I've got some other books. Uh, have, you, have you heard the one where, like, if you're going to sing out, sing out? And he, and he was like, uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> I, I have. We should do that one. Uh, so he'll be doing that one in the future as well. That's so. very cool. Yeah, it's very neat. Ratings time. You go first this time. So I can totally. So the interesting thing about this book. So I'm always trying to figure out why do some books connect with teachers more than others? And sometimes because it has a direct tie-in to what teachers do on a day-to-day basis. And certainly dealing with kids who, because of older siblings or looking at other kids in the class, believe that they do not have the ability to be creative. That is a very real problem. And this is a book that offers a very real solution. Very clear-cut, well-written, well-illustrated solution. You two kids could have your own art show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? So that's the flaw. Um, do I think it's a classic? I think it's very smart. I like his style. I like what he does. I mean, it's fine. I'm going to give it a couple extra points just because it was very smart in what it accomplished in terms of its purpose in life. This is a book with a purpose in life and what it does, it does very well. This is not going to strike you as a very high ranking, but trust me, for me, it is it is quite high. I'm, I'm giving it a six. Interesting. Yes. Okay. I said uh, I, in my notes, I wrote uh, that it's a very simple book. Simple illustrations, simple title, simple concept, simple words, simple story, yet it's very sweet. Um, I'm sure we've all felt like we can't do something and we just need that one person to give us the gentle push of encouragement and i don't think it's the most classic 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 that ever classic um (laughs) but but i like the colors used Mm. i like the diversity shown and i like the message of passing off encouragement to like the next generation Mm -hmm. so i also gave it a six okay that's a strong it is a strong six right on the nosy it's it's above a five so it's a classic all right it's a classic teachers Feel relieved because I know some of you probably tuned into this episode with some fear. With some fear. <laughs> Are we going to declare that your book that you use every single year is not a classic? No, it's, it's quite fine. a classic. Yeah. Yay. Letters time. Yeah. All right. This is an interesting one. I'm going to start off with a question for us. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Sharon writes, so Kate and Betsy like to pick tattoos from the books they read. What actual tattoos do you have? Oh, my. The tattoos we have yeah oh the the plethora i mean i really like that one you have with the um Uh Mm -hmm. it's got that it's really that one yeah 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 we don't have any we have zero tattoos (laughs) none none zero tattoos the problem is is that i'm very indecisive as soon as i have an idea and i think i really want it i give it about a week and then i change my mind my friend kyle he gets tattoos from every book that he does and i think he's got like seven or eight books so he's got like a tattoo that's an image from either the cover 
or the interior art of every single children's book of his own. Wow, that's cool. It's great, except the man's going to run out of flesh if he keeps making books. (laughs) So I'm thinking this is a short-term plan on his part, but you've only got so much skin. That's from there. Question number two. Oh, well, um, this is not so much a question, but Eric wrote in. He said, just wanted to share that someone in my neighborhood in Michigan, and this was a recent comment, has continued to maintain their version of Hank the Skeleton, and it showed a St. Patrick's Day Hank. Someone just sent me an Easter Hank. Mm -hmm. Um, Did it have bunny ears? It had bunny ears, and then it had, like, regular-sized skeletons around uh, his feet dressed as uh, chicks. Oh, beautiful. But here's the thing. Eh, Um, I I, I love my 12-foot-tall skeleton. Yeah. However, it's very cold, and when you're trying to put something on the head of a 12-foot-tall skeleton, when it's cold outside... It freaking sucks. Also, so. Easter, I think, is, like, really tricky because there's the whole, like, Christ coming back from the dead element, and then you've got, like, skeletons dancing around with, like, bunny stuff on. I'm like, I'm not a huge theological person, but liturgically, this seems a little suspect. Yeah, I <laughs> like, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for having him for, like, October mm-hmm. to January 1st. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. All right, this part of the letters is called the Caldecott Winners that commented. So... We recently did the Country Bunny and the Little Golden Shoes. Caldecott Award winner Sophie Blackall wrote in, My favorite, the book that made me feel like I could be an artist and Hmm. a mother and do anything. The quiet refrain of all spirited girls, wait and see, just wait and see. So thank you, Sophie. That's awesome. And then I had a comment that I had written on the pictures about the fact that there's a lot of colors in this 1939 book. And of course, Caldecott Award winner Paul Ozolinski was able to write in about the art. And all he said, though, was uh, looks to be four colors of ink, including black. That's a lot of colors, Paul. Let's just admit, that's a lot of colors for a book back then. This is a time when a lot of, like, we just saw the book, uh, they were strong and good. There were no colors in that. It was all black and white. Ferdinand was all black and white. So... To have four colors of ink, including black, that's a big deal. I'm just saying. Grown-up things we like. You go first. Ooh, okay. Uh, So there's a podcast I'm into. It involves two siblings, and they talk about various things on it. Um, They're unfortunately kind of really super-duper-duper-duper famous. Uh, It's called Dear Hank and John. And the John in question is John Green, and his brother is Hank Green. And they have literally millions and millions and millions of followers. So I'm probably not telling anything new to folks about this. But I liked, I had not really listened to their podcast, which has been going on for years and years. Now is a good time to get in on it, by the way. Um, they have a really nice sibling rapport. And I like how they talk back and forth. They always include news at the end of each. You know, They answer questions from people who write in. And these questions could be really variegated. Like everything from, um, you know, the moon uh, someone heard is not cold. Because the sunny side is on the, on the sun and it actually gets quite hot. And they're like, moon not cold? That was the whole question. So it's things like that. It's like questions about the universe. Uh, they always include news on Mars. And AFC Wimbledon, which is John Green's British soccer team of choice. Um, It gets a little weird because recently Ryan Reynolds, the actor, poached one of the players of that team. So if you watch Ted Lasso, it feels like watching a show where huge celebrities call the shots on a very small 
failing, quite frankly, uh, soccer team. But uh, I enjoy it very much. Okay. I recently went to the dress rehearsal of the Bridgerton Experience here in Chicago. So what is the Bridgerton Experience? Because you you posted many fabulous photos from it, but I didn't understand what it was so much. Yes. So the premise is that it's 1813 London and the Queen is hosting a ball um, where if you've seen the show Bridgerton, the Queen chooses the diamond of the season. The the woman that is the the one to to nab, you know? And uh, and so you can you can dress up, which is so I I very quick- Where did you get the dress? Amazon. Really? <laughs> very quickly. It was very good dress. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I found a dress on Amazon, dressed up and uh, and we went and you get to you can interact with the performers. They they put on a dance. Um, you can buy some merch, you play a game. Um, it's, it's mainly an Instagram opportunity. You know, you've seen these pop-ups where like you go and it's mainly just so you can go and have your picture taken. Um, but someone at the end of the ball does get deemed the diamond. And, uh, and I really like, there is a, there's live musicians that play modern music, but on violins and, and, uh, what do they play? Uh, every, everything. Yeah. A lot of the music from the show, Bridgerton. Oh, okay, very cool. So, like, they do, like, modern versions of, like, uh, you know, Material Girl. Nice. Or um, Thank You, Next by Ariana Grande. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, they have these also in happening in L.A. and D.C. So if you really like Bridgerton, um, this is a cool experience to go to. That's fun. And there was one here in Chicago. Yeah, and now it's in Chicago. Ooh, well, fantastic. Yeah. Here in our own practically backyard. Yeah. Nice. So this is the advantage go. of living so close to Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, we've uh, we've done another good book. I don't know if we should do a bad book. Oh, we um, should. Those are probably, fun. Probably. We've got a couple people who have requested to be guests on the show. So we might be having some guests in the near future. So people should look out for that. And uh, yeah, I'll try to find you a stinker at some point. Here Those are always fun. They're great, aren't they? Let's get more crap. Sure. <laughs> what? sure there's plenty of crap from the past (laughs) wonderful until we find that crap from the past (laughs) i've been betsy i'm kate bye fuse 8 and kate is a fuse number eight production you can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com you can follow our podcast on twitter at fuse underscore kate you can follow us on instagram at fuse 8 kate that's fuse number eight kate listen to us on stitcher spotify google play or player fm or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our dot day dude is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.